right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. We're here. Uh, start of December. Uh, really, markets are off to a great start. Uh, a lot of green. Uh, Art Basel just happened. Pizza Mind, you've been in Miami uh, for the past couple days. Uh, what was going on in, uh, in Miami? Oh, man, it was crazy. We had three different Web3 conferences all running simultaneously with the name like Web3 Summit. Uh, and then Web3 Women's Summit, and then, of course, the flagship Decentral that I was at. Um, it was a great time over there. And then Art Basel began, and it's just this huge party. It's one of the four largest events of the world in the entire world for the ultra-wealthy. So everything was descended on Miami to learn about art. And last year, NFTs really stole the stage for the first time and brought attention of this new technology to the masses. And this time uh, was no different, except it was even bigger and better. They shut down entire city blocks for pop-up NFT displays. No joke. Um, and then, of course, there was a bunch of traditional art running around everywhere. Um, NFTs are the place to be, man. It is... Everybody's talking about NFTs. They're fun. They're they're artsy. There's a lot of culture. Um, but it's funny because it's also where like culture and technology are kind of meeting. Um, mm -hmm. And so I wanted to do an NFT 101 for all of our listeners at home. I wanted to bring on Joe Chu, who is the uh, the master of NFTs. He is also running a new podcast called Real Talk NFT. <laughs> uh, so let's bring him on. Joe, what's going on, man? What's going on, Bryce? What's going on, Pizza Mine? Uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, everything's, like you said, NFTs is my life. I'm super passionate, excited about it. So any questions you got? What's an NFT? <clears throat> why, why are people getting so excited about them? Yeah, so NFTs by definition is non-fungible token. And just a boring definition, fungible is just means mutually interchangeable. So if you had a dollar, you could exchange it for a dollar. But by definition, one NFT, you can never exchange for another NFT by design because um, it's like changing the Picasso for a Mona Lisa, right? It's not mutually interchangeable. So like one Bitcoin is highly fungible because I could trade one Bitcoin for one Bitcoin and exactly. those are fungible. Those are the same, $1, same as $1. But NFTs are completely non-fungible, meaning that doesn't apply. They're exactly. one of one. They're one, one of one. Yeah, perfect way to describe it. Yeah. And the blockchain technology has really, you know, really helped this to blossom for a lot of different types of work, like artwork, card collectibles, and even, you know, business processes right now. So for myself, it started off with the passion and love of basketball. <laughs> and that's how I got introduced to NFTs um, is NBA Top Shot. And I was never a big sports card collector by any means, but I love playing basketball. I love watching basketball. And this really was an intersection of all of that in, into one. I got to interact in a different way than ever before. I was able to collect collectibles in form of digital artwork. I was part of a community that was in, with collecting, you know, digital NFTs as well, as well as enjoying the sport itself. So really like, for it, me, it started as a, a passion, as, as a fun hobby. And what were you doing before you got into collecting NFTs? Give us a background. Who, who the hell is Joe Chu? Yeah. So I'm in the Bay area. Like a lot of people here who work in tech, I was for the last, you know, over a decade in the domain name industry. So anyone that doesn't know what that is, that's like a www.yahoo.com you know, uh, or something, right? So I would manage the portfolios of multi-million dollar companies, companies like Apple, like Ticketmaster, you know, Chime Finance. So they would have these big portfolios. So I would 
do strategy for that. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, I just did that for a very long time. Um, and uh, more recently, just transitioned over to being a full-time you know, NFT podcast, podcast host, collector, investor, um, et cetera. That's amazing. What was it about NFTs that excited you so much that you were going to leave essentially the safety of a big salary at a Silicon tech firm and take the plunge into the very uncertain world of podcast? <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's a very good question. I'm going to try to answer this as simply as I can, but long story <laughs> short, um, in California, there was a big green boom, if you know what I mean. The green industry was looking to get regulated. You know, uh, Are we talking states. about weed? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Statewide and also federal. Lay off the weed. <laughs> so um, I just got married, and uh, my wife now has a huge quarter million dollar debt for being a pharmacist. Insane, I know. So I thought to make a, uh, not, I wouldn't say questionable because it was, you know, in the, in the transition of being everything being legal, right? In the state of California, everyone had licenses, whatnot. So I made a, a big bet and I lost that bet, uh, to put it easy. So during that time, I just really was down and out. Uh, even though I had my job, I had, you know, facing this huge loan with the wife and then um, the investment that I just lost. So I really just cleaned up my act. I, I started going into really you know, boring investments, learning about investing, learning about finance. So how does this lead to NFTs is that uh, as, as I build my foundation of, you know, financial literacy, I started diving into alternate assets because I already got 90% of my investments in, into unspeculative things. And one thing that I saw as an asset class, and, and as in my opinion, was crypt, cryptocurrency, obviously, uh, which did I did really well with. I got started that in 2017. And then in 2020, when NFTs, came about, I really started seeing that as an asset class and not only myself uh, and many others. Something separate from crypto. Exactly. It's maybe a subset of crypto and is, or, or just an entire category of itself. And I didn't make outsized bets. I made very small bets that, that became a huge part of my portfolio. Uh, just to give you an exact you know, kind of picture of how that played out, I had you know, 25% stocks, 25% real estate, 25% in crypto cryptocurrency. By the time 2021 rolled around, uh, the NFT ballooned to about 60, 70% of my portfolio. Um, well, that was and, just, and that by, was without putting anything fresh in. It just had appreciated so much relative to the other things. Is that right? Or were you like actively pouring cash in to make it blow up? No, ex exactly. Bryce. So I only put five to 10% of my entire net worth into NFTs. And, and it ballooned into about 60 or 70%. <laughs> it ballooned smokes. to 60, 70%. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not wealthy by any means, but I... But still, for any person, that's just a sizable return. I mean, you, you never hear about that from any other asset class. It's like, that's yes. why they have portfolio theory, right? It's like to stay balanced. <laughs> yeah, and keep in mind, I learned from my, my big loss, you know, trying to take over the world with the green industry. I was very safe and secure. I built it, you know, from ground up, not speculative stocks. It was just broad index funds and even cryptocurrency it was only Bitcoin and Ethereum. And that was, um, that was a little bit more risque. I put, you know, 20% of my portfolio in there. Uh, and then with NFTs, it was started off five, 10%. I think it ballooned to 10% allocation, but then it took over my entire portfolio. Wow. And, and did this with, all start, you said with like NBA top shots, that was kind of where you got your start? Yeah, it was just NBA Top Shot, but it, it scratched my itch. I went down a deep rabbit hole and I just became a documentary of the a documentary of, of the industry. 
I, I ran a YouTube channel just documenting my personal finance, which it really helped keep me on track. And I felt that it would help me organize my investment thesis in the NFTs. And it did. I, I really was pretty a lot broader than a lot of other people, uh, good or bad. I mean, everyone could take a look at hindsight and, you know, but I think I did pretty well. And that really helped me to venture out besides NBA Top Shot to answer your question into a lot of different verticals of NFTs that, you know, did perform really well for me. What are some of the things that people are building on NFTs today? You know, obviously we have art and, you know, goofy looking apes that no one was <laughs> quite clear on why they're so valuable. Um, and where do you see the industry going? Like, what can this technology really unlock now and in the future? Yeah, good question. It started mostly with the art renaissance, like the resurgence of art. Which is great. There's artists now that can make a living before artists would not get the time of day. Now parents are like, yeah, go go do be a digital artist. Uh, for example, do you guys know who uh, Dmitry Cherniak is? Probably not, no. right? Like <laughs> this last week, he sold $3 million in one day of, of digital specific art. He's a digital artist. And wow. who could call himself a digital artist 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Now there's people, I can name drop names like all day long and you would have no idea who they are, but they're making millions of dollars. So uh, I have heard of Fawocious. I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Feywocious is is a pretty big one, uh, and there's there's gonna be a lot more coming with the onset of AI and you know 3D rendering and and whatnot. And so to answer your question, Pizza Mind, art is by far one of the biggest asset classes in the real world. So now that's translating into the digital world, and with the technology of NFT and cryptography, we're able to verify you know that. So that's not going away. So that's going to be prolific, even in a bear market. I mean. This artist who you've never heard of, so $3 million in one day. <laughs> so that's going to be a continuous process because that's where the rich like to hedge the risk. And we could get into that another day, right? Uh, so that's really, really big. And it's only going to progress further. And the profile picture kind of meta that we call it in NFT land, meta is kind of what's the new trend of the week and because it moves that fast. It's not going away, but it's dying down dramatically. You know, having the best profile picture on your Instagram, Twitter, now that may that may progress into different variations, be it like a metaverse in the future where it might see that value rebound, but uh, that that industry, I mean that meta is probably died down a little bit. So, uh, in sense of where the the industry is going towards, I would say that a lot of people are making big bets on the metaverse. Animoco, one of the biggest hedge funds or uh, NFT funds out there, they just announced like three days ago. They're, they're raising $2 billion for the metaverse in the current market. $2, $2 billion, billion more? $2 billion specifically Jeez. for the metaverse. And Man. that's just one of the funds out there. I, I believe in the Middle East, either I think it was Saudi Arabia or Dubai, one of those countries, they have their own $1 billion metaverse fund. So the biggest bets for NFTs to you know play a place in the future is within the metaverse. It's not there yet. We're not there yet, but that's where... Uh, most of the industries making their bigger bets. You know, one of the questions I, I get quite a bit is um, to describe the difference between NFTs and the metaverse. And here's what I came up with, but I want to hear your answer. Tell me if I've been answering this correctly, but I say like the metaverse is typically made up of a lot of different NFTs, but one NFT is like the building blocks or the building bricks of an entire metaverse. Is that kind of right? Like everything within a metaverse is kind of like an NFT. Yeah, not everything has to be an NFT. Assets within it can be an NFT. And definitely you can create the whole ecosystem uh, through blockchain technology, which is 
mm. pretty intensive in terms of you know just having um a space in terms of uh, uh like rendering power and all maybe that only stuff. the valuable things are NFTs right. inside there but all the backdrop and the landscape is just sure rendered yeah it, it could be like right there's nft to your point bryce there's nft land sale so there are nfts in in, in land specifically and that could be a, a very wide scope or it could be drilled down to like a shoe or a camera <laughs> uh the interesting part about that now is that some of those are tied to in real life uh physical assets or counterparts uh, i was at a conference i was speaking on a panel and one of the metaverse builders out there called um polka city they've actually tied to physical real estate inside the metaverse to physical real estate in ecuador because ecuador is bitcoin friendly so if you purchase that land within the metaverse you actually get a either fractional ownership or if you get the whole ownership you purchase the entire asset not only in the metaverse but in the actual physical world that's mind-blowing yeah i was uh when i was in miami we went to this uh art gallery for traditional art and they had all kinds of different stuff and they were trying to tokenize it to bring it on chain. And someone told me later that that was just a fractional piece of what was a $500 million art collection that they now want to bring on chain. But I don't know if they're going to make NFTs of this art or if the NFTs are going to essentially be like ownership certificates of this thing or rather fractionalized ownership of the entire collection rather than like a one of one of each art piece. So there's so many different ways to kind of go about this thing and that it's not simple and it takes a lot to kind of digest and understand just like you're learning about cryptocurrency for the first time with currencies and utility tokens and security tokens. Uh, it's not all that simple, but it's not all like the same. There's many different yeah, it's aspects. Not, it's not it. all the same. Um, so you really have to kind of pay attention, slow down, Marinate. pay attention to what you're doing. Um, <laughs> But it's exciting because there's so many things that are coming on. And like you mentioned, Joe, land deeds. This is just the start. In all of my travels this year, one thing that I've learned that I'm quite sure about is the driver of the next bull run is going to be tokenized real-world assets that are coming mm. on chain and adding new liquidity to the global markets that have never existed before. Just about any illiquid assets, even accounts receivable for a company, can be tokenized and used as collateral in DeFi, for example. Totally. Um, the amount of possibilities that are going to be unlocked in the next two to three years are going to be absolutely mind-blowing. And most of this is going to be built using NFT technology. Yeah, it's absolutely, exactly yeah. what you said. There is a game right now that is purchasing physical real estate and utilizing those gross profits to pay out, you know, not dividends, but rewards in a, in a game. That's a very interesting kind of uh, combination that I haven't seen before. But more to your point about collateralization, that's something that is going to be very, very big. Where a lot of average people like myself, or you know, anyone out there, had that has a collectible, uh, a collection of sorts. Everyone has that. But imagine leveraging that, whether it be a Star Wars collection or a Louis Vuitton purse bag collection. <laughs> that's uh, having an asset there that appreciates, sure, in time, but having the ability to leverage that right now today for real dollars. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to get into like a over leverage situation, but just having that education for the new generation to understand, you know, proper leverage, right. Uh, is something that's never seen before. And, and that's where physically attaching a NFT uh, to a, a actual physical a collectible or even 
clothing is something that we're seeing now. I actually have clothing where it has a near field communication chip in there, inside the clothing that I can pair with my NFT. I, so I can show you that real time. And wow. in the future, this is probably what you're asking what's going to happen in the future, uh, Pizza Mind with NFTs, that every single purchase will come with NFT. You buy LV bags and come with NFT. Because we all know there's people, I say LV a lot, but you know, it could be fake Gucci also. Louis right? Vuitton. Yeah. But uh, that's not going to happen in the future. You can, you can wave your phone over or just open your camera. You know how you see a QR code, right, guys? And the QR code is yeah. prolific. Like with COVID, we all learned how to use QR codes is what I've learned. <laughs> there's no way <laughs> there's QR codes, right? So in the future, you can use your phone and you don't need to turn on your camera, believe it or not, because with the NFT attached to the, the hoodie that I got, I didn't need to open my camera. I waved my phone over it and the wow. NFT popped up on my phone. So if, that's if, like, nuts. Yeah. So if I'm like, hey, Bryce, is that LV shirt real? I could just wave my phone over you or look it over you yeah. and it'll, it'll tell me if that's an authentic Louis Vuitton, you know, jacket or shirt or whatever it is. And that's just one yeah. of a trillion use cases. It's really going to take over the world. And my peon brain can only, you know, <laughs> explain a small piece of it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, man, to me, it's like all roads lead to Rome, but really all roads lead to NFTs. Like I was watching an interview the other day with Larry Fink. Larry Fink is the CEO of BlackRock. They're the largest asset manager in the world. Right. Um, you know, they do the bidding of every central bank in the world. Like these are the real deal, right? And he, he looks his interviewers straight in the eyes and he says, uh, kind of to Pete's mind's point, he goes, the future of securities is tokenization. He was like, that's what I want everybody to remember at this summit. Like the future of securities is tokenization. And I think it took a lot of people back because tokenization has always been viewed as something very fringe, right? You know, and it's kind of, uh, you know, been naysayed by a lot of the establishment. Um, but he says, no, it's going to unlock a lot of efficiencies, um, like Pizza Mind said, being able to loan against it. And so, you know, all different industries are going to be integrating NFTs or leveraging it in some way. But what I'm hearing from you right now is like really fashion and luxury stuff. They already are like integrated. They're moving at high speed. Do you think fashion is going to be really like the first mover in NFTs or is there some other industry that's already leveraging NFTs today? Yeah, I think everyone's dipping their toe in. Like the big brands are already trying to see what works good for them. Uh, and that's, the, I heard that BlackRock statement also, that's probably going to be a huge move that's going to, I wouldn't say bring in the masses, but help with the NFT adoption overall. I think NFTs- And the, the legitimacy, right, like, the, you know, the public. Yeah. I, I mean, right now, we don't know what's going to take fire 
the biggest one of late was Reddit, where they onboarded 4.5 million users within, I think, like a few weeks. And that was just because they wanted a cute digital representation of themselves because everyone's on Reddit, but they don't want to show their face because we know Reddit, you know, you don't want to show who you are when you're talking. And that yeah. onboarded 4 million people. NBA Top Shot did a great job because there's millions of basketball fans out there. Uh, and and even the everyday movie goer could be using an NFT or, or receiving an NFT and not knowing it. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. I, I went to go watch Black Panther, uh, the newest one. Uh, lately and they said oh if we're watching this movie we're going to send you a digital collectible they didn't use the phrase nft but i received it immediately within my regal cinemas app and it was really cool because i could pull it Get up at it it ar already implemented with it so it's an nft that i could showcase to people like hey i got this free you know memento for watching ar like, being uh so i can Augmented it, reality, but augmented reality. It yeah, it's a three, it's a three D digital representation of it where I could showcase it on my phone and then take uh, just like a more memorable a piece of of my experience home with me versus just like a a boring old ticket stub that I'll throw away in the garbage can. Right? Yeah. It was absolutely free. It cost the brand absolutely nothing, but it could it, it might stay with me forever, and they could also reward me in the future. Maybe if I had that and I watched the next Black Panther, they give me free popcorn if I had that. So there's all these wow. these mechanisms of where, you know, they they could brands can provide. I hate to use the word utility, so let's use benefits, right? Rewards and benefits for people um, to nice. keep that. So I would say that we're gonna see <clears throat> all the big brands adopt this because if you don't, you're gonna just lose to your competitor because they're they're gonna do it, uh, and that's what yeah. brands want to do anyway. Brands want loyalty from the consumers and so they're going to have to compete at this level because that's where everything's going it's all, it's all going towards digital after we've had institutional adoption in crypto the next question is when are we going to have enterprise adoption but it looks like the enterprise is entirely going towards the nft marketplace rather than you know even worrying about accepting crypto for payments yeah, it's crazy. It's like, you know, what what is the the big idea here? What's the the higher impact thing? Is it like, you know, being able to buy a movie ticket with crypto, like Whippy, or is it being able to have this entire engaging fan experience and like I think that's way cooler. Um and you know, who cares if I can spend my crypto anywhere, you know? But like being able to engage with your NFTs, I I think that's really cool. And, and did so is there like a blockchain app integrated in that regal thing? Is it like using Matic on the back end or do they tell you at all? They don't tell you. It's probably all polygon at the end and maybe in down to the future, because everyone's testing the waters, right? We don't they don't want to right. disrupt the the user experience. And that's the big problem of crypto and NFTs right now is the user experience. You have to, you know own your private keys or a hard wallet. So a lot of companies are doing away with that and just kind of integrating it into their system. And to your point, you know, enterprises are integrating it. There, there are enterprise NFTs coming out or NFTs, enterprise blockchains coming out right now that are servicing the Fortune 500 companies. Polygon's probably the biggest one, but I would not, I, I, there'll probably be a bigger competitor in the future. Who, who knows? What are some of the other ones to watch out for? that are big into NFTs or made specifically just for NFTs right now? In terms of blockchains? Yes. Yeah, so probably, so the ones that I use the most right now is number one, Ethereum, because that's the most devs. Number two is Solana. They actually have like a second most devs onboarding, even though Solana got a big hit recently with the FTX <laughs> uh, debacle, they're still second in development. So in terms of developers, they have the second most, de second most developers. 
And a, a lot of layer twos on Ethereum are seeing high adoption. So um, Immutable X is one of those. Uh, but Polygon is by far coming on the, the strongest with Fortune 500 companies. That doesn't mean they're going to be the biggest because uh, I think wherever gets the best collaborations or um, eyeballs in terms of marketing, we don't want a whole FTX fiasco, but uh, here's a perfect example. Uh, Binance just launched with Ronaldo specifically. So they onboarded thousands and thousands and thousands of users. Uh, Tezos is the next one. They did a collaboration with a very big company called Azuki. So they gave a free, mm. a free token out because uh, Azuki sponsored a F1 racing, the first NFT to be featured on the F1 racing card. And that was on Tezos. So Tezos experienced a quick boost in, uh, not a quick, a big boost in users. So what I'm seeing wow. now versus before, last, last year, last two years, it was all Ethereum. It was all Solana. Now we're seeing some big boys coming to space. Like in Binance, I don't think they've even put any money behind it yet. They, they, they've started an incubator, which they, I, I don't know how much they put behind it. It's a lot of money, I he I've heard. Uh, and, and so we're going to see what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's a race right now, and it's, it's open game for everyone. But those are the, the top four or five that I've been hearing recently right now, which is Polygon, Ethereum, Solana, Tezos, and um, Binance, which is coming with the collaborations, right? And then also, lastly, is Cardano's coming up too. So a lot of these mm. players are they're, they're teaming up with big brands that they want to onboard not only the existing community, but people onto their platform. So hopefully answer I, I think this is all really, really indicative of a maturing market, right? Because last year, like you said, there's kind of only one name in town, and that was Ethereum. And everything was kind of built there. And it was all right. But now like the whole experience is broadening and there's many chains, there's many companies, there's many different communities. And I think that's really a sign of like, hey, a product market fit, like people love NFTs. It works on a lot of different areas uh, and it's now expanding beyond just that one uh, experience in, in Ethereum. So to me, this is this is like um, kind of the next check mark along the road. Basically, like when, you know, when the internet first came out, right? It was small. You could only use it on a certain application. You could only do a, a limited amount of things with it. But then people were like, well, that's pretty cool. It broadened out. And now we could do a bunch of different things with it. And so I think NFTs are going to take a, a very similar kind of trajectory. Um, and it's this general purpose kind of application that you could do a lot of different, you know, clearly amazing things with it in, in many different verticals. Um, and so like when, you, when you're doing your podcast and you're talking to people every day, day in and day out, what's kind of like the main thing that you're trying to get to the bottom of with all of your guests? Yeah, I try to bring on the most creative and um, forward-thinking projects that I could think of because there's a lot of projects out there that have absolutely no benefit to the end user, right? Like, is there mm -hmm. a reason to have blockchain or have an NFT as a gateway or as a, as a proponent, as a, as a part of your business model? So that's the biggest question we ask is why, why blockchain, why NFTs, you know, does the industry need it? Is there a problem that it's solving? So most of the, the projects I bring on have an actual use case for that and a reason as a, a benefit for the end user. Yeah, definitely. Like if someone wants to go down like the coin gecko of NFTs, like where would they go to like find like what are the biggest projects? What are the blue chips? Like what's hot out there? Where does someone start doing their research? Yeah, there's a lot of websites that aggregate data for that. DAP Radar is one of those that shows you the top exchanges. And then from there, you could drill down to the top projects. Uh, Nansen's another one. There's Yeah, so there is not a one specific 
aggregation site that I found that lists all the different chains yet. So if you're out there listening, you built one of those, it'll be uh, it'll do pretty well because there's a lot of people interested in looking at top projects. Across, what are some of the biggest marketplaces for people to go check out? Yeah, the biggest one, yeah, would be the ones, the projects I mentioned, Ethereum. Uh, I forgot to mention Flow. Flow is a huge one. They run NBA Top Shot, NFL All Day. They also signed on Mattel recently. And they do, you know, all the big sports mechanisms, uh, big sports entities out there like soccer and uh, MLS. Uh, another one where is would I like, where would I like go, like go to buy this stuff? If I want oh, to buy you go my to buy first it? NFT, like where do I go? Yeah. So the, the easy way with a credit card, there's far and few between except directly your brands. But if you want to buy your Ethereum with cryptocurrency, then OpenSea is the biggest one. Magic Eden's the second one. They both integrated Solana and Ethereum <laughs> projects now, and they're integrating more and more, uh, other block chains so that they could be multi-chain, but those are the top two marketplaces there's a lot more coming out but those i would start with those two magic eden and um OpenSea. awesome so so people who are listening they, they've kind of gone through this and like wow nfts are pretty dope they're going to be a big part of the future and i want to keep learning about them keep staying on track with them and all that stuff um you launched something recently called nft nation which uh, i've happened to look behind the scenes at it's been incredible to watch uh, could you give everybody the the, the details of NFT Nation? Uh, what is it? How can people get involved? And what should people expect from it? Yeah, NFT Nation is something I created because when I started, I had nowhere to go. I had, I'm like, where did I get the information? A lot of people are getting scammed out there. But I also hear people doing well. And to your point, there's so many projects out now more so than before. A lot of people get just confused and they don't start in the first place. Where in NFT Nation, I take you step-by-step -step guide uh, through video courses and also um, live chatting with me on a weekly basis. Uh, just about the NFTs in general, where to purchase them, top marketplaces like you mentioned, what's evolving, what's changing, what I'm personally buying and, and uh, selling, what I'm holding for the long term. And also, I provide weekly updates on, on that. So uh, that's something that I really hold pride to because uh, there's a lot of people out there, but... Uh, some people are just niching one thing, and, but I try to really help you to find what's your what vertical you should focus on. Because there's so many, so many different verticals in NFTs: art, be it art, sports, collectibles, entertainment. Uh, there's a lot of different expertise that you could be good at. And what happens a lot is that people don't go towards where the strengths are, and they kind of lose out. That's awesome. Uh, well, I'm definitely going to be listening and learning quite a bit. Uh, on our podcast, we talk a lot about the dangers of being investing in crypto scams and other things like that hacks. What are some of the dangers on the NFT side of things that have you know come to light so far that people need to watch out for? Right. So the auto, all those um, illegitimacies on cryptocurrency has trans, transferred over to NFTs, unfortunately, <laughs> although not as bad. I would say the main thing to watch out for is approving fraudulent contracts, meaning that uh, with your soft, it's called a uh, hot wallet. A hot wallet is just a browser extension where a lot of NFTs uh, platforms integrate with that that hot wallet. So it's not a hard wallet per se. I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but really just clicking on fake links and um, fake uh, commands through that hot wallet. And you're just basically giving people permission to either take all your NFTs or take your cryptocurrency uh, that's probably one of the biggest scams out there uh, in the NFT landscape. And so be careful of that there's a lot of impersonators on Twitter, you know, 
um, direct messaging you. So because, and because people want these NFTs, they kind of FOMO into it without checking where the link's from, is not from the, the authorized source. So that's the biggest downside I see is that people don't know how to be their own bank. They don't know how to have safeguards in place. Um, but I teach people how to, at a high level, uh, go over sec security best practices because in my day-to-day, -day, back when I was in the Silicon Valley, that's all I dealt, dealt with, which was security concerns around domain names. And you guys are like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> domain names are pretty much like, um, they're critical, business critical. Anything happened, yeah. then you lose your entire business pretty much. Yeah, imagine like Apple.com one day no longer showed Apple products because somebody <laughs> found out a way to redirect Apple.com, right? Like that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. That'd be horrible. That's insane. So yeah, everybody got to watch out for phishing links. Uh, if you're in a Discord, uh, even sometimes these moderators like get hacked, like a personal mm -hmm. account, you know, personal account is hacked. They'll post fraudulent stuff. So double, triple, quadruple check things, be paranoid. That's what I tell yeah. people. You know, my family who's like saying, oh, I want to get into crypto. I'm just like, yeah, get in, but just be paranoid because everybody's out for your money. Everybody's out for your uh, personal information and all that stuff. Uh, so, man, Joe, this was crazy. Uh, I love it. I love every time I talk to you, man, I, I learn a little bit more about NFTs. I feel like I get a an extra piece of the future just kind of painted out for me. Uh, you've got the vision and, uh, you know, what, you know, watching you grow NFT nation has been incredible to watch the portfolio that you've put together and the spreadsheet tracker that you share with all your members, uh, the weekly, uh, updates. I mean, NFT nation to me has just been a game changer for my personal NFT experience. So, um, how, how does everybody who's listening to the podcast get subscribed to NFT nation? And then how do they also kind of check out real talk NFT, uh, your new podcast that you're launching? Yeah, so to find me is Real Talk NFT everywhere uh, on my YouTube channel, on my podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and also have a website called smartnftinvesting.com. You can definitely check out NFT Nation there. Yeah, no, awesome. I'm excited, Joe, uh, to, to partner with you and, and all the amazing things that I've seen you uh, kind of accomplish here. It's like, you're my horse, man. You're the <laughs> NFT guy. No matter what it is uh, with NFTs, you're the guy. So Pizza Mind, thank you uh, as well for your time joining us today. Uh, I know Miami probably took a hell of a lot out of you boys. So with that being said, everybody check back in uh, next week to the Crypto 101 podcast. We'll have more guests for you as we always do twice a week. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks, Pizza. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.